Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 306 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode... I want to talk about Thanksgiving. Let's dive in. I love this season of the year, and not just because it's great food and family and friends and fun, but I really love this idea of gratefulness, of of being thankful for all that God has been doing in our lives. This past Sunday at church, We had a special Thanksgiving service where we were talking about the importance of remembering. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to forget those moments, those things that we've often said, oh, this is so big in my life. I will never forget this. And then a week or two goes by and for some dumb reason, uh, we have forgotten. That is a seemingly strange reality of the human life. And I do think that's one of the reasons why God so oftentimes in the Old Testament tells us to remember, do not forget, remember this, recount this, build that Ebenezer, right? That those stones of remembrance, remember the things that I have done in your life so that you don't forget them. And it's one of the most repeated commands throughout the Old Testament. So on Sunday, we actually just spent some time remembering and giving God thanks for what he's been doing in our lives. We had a bunch of people share. It was a really rich time together. But at the very end of the service, we took communion. And I mentioned this idea that when you when you look at this idea of communion, one of the, one of the terms that it's often used for communion is the word Eucharist. And I said, isn't it a beautiful thought that the word Eucharist comes from the Greek word Eucharistio, which is the word Thanksgiving, that when we come into that covenant meal of communion with the body of Christ and we break the bread and we, and we have the cup, do, do you realize it's actually a time of remembrance? It's a time of thanksgiving. It's a time of pondering the richness and the reality of all that God has done through his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, and his outpouring of his spirit. It's that covenant meal where I am 
saying, okay, Lord, I'm taking in your life and I'm giving you my life. That, that just as you spilled your blood, I'm willing for you to spill my blood for the sake of the king and for the kingdom. And it's this beautiful exchange in this communion, this Thanksgiving celebration. Well, with that as a backdrop, I just want to encourage us that as we come into this week, especially for Americans who are celebrating Thanksgiving, that it's not just a time for gluttony, right? It's not just a time for, okay, I'm going to fully indulge and eat all this food and feel horrible and then take a long nap. And and there are some joys, I guess, with some of that. <laughs> but the reality is, is that this is supposed to be a time of Thanksgiving. And I'm often convicted in this season that as a culture, we have a day that is built for Thanksgiving. It's a time of remembrance, or it should be a time of remembrance. And yet as believers, we must remember that Thanksgiving is not a once a year activity or celebration. It is to be the overwhelming declaration of our everyday lives. I love what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and it's in this little exhortation as he's wrapping up the book and starting in verse 16, he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything Eucharistio. In other words, in everything, give thanks. And then Paul says this statement, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So what is God's will for me? Oh, what is, what is God longing to do in my life? Well, I am to rejoice always. I am to pray without ceasing. And in everything, I am to give thanks. And just as a quick side note, the word everything in the Greek does mean everything. <laughs> Meaning we're not saying, okay, I'll, I'll give thanks in the good times. I'll give thanks when things go really well. Paul says, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I should always be giving thanks unto God. Now, I think the practical outflow of that is incredibly difficult, that we don't have to be thankful for the circumstance, but we do need to be thankful in the circumstance. I have a good friend who is going through this cancer treatment. And she just found out this last week that she's actually going to have to take chemo. And she was really hoping to, because of eating differently and all this kind of stuff to just kind of fix the problem. And she started to feel better. And she, lo and behold, the doctor said, no, things are actually getting worse. The cancer is spreading and we're, we're going to have to do some chemo. And obviously that would cause just kind of a distraught and a lack of hope. And I mean, all of this was just kind of swirling and we were praying for her. And she made this statement that was so convicting because obviously it's, it's really hard to say, Lord, thank you for the cancer that I have. And, and again, it's, it's not that it's not that you have to be thankful for the thing, right? If, if there's abuse or if there's persecution, or if you're about to face your death, right? Because of the sake of Christ, that we are to be thankful in the circumstance. We're to be thankful that God is right there in the middle of it with us. That, that regardless of what is swirling around us, regardless of the storm, regardless of the health or the finances or the family or the whatever is going on around us, we, through the power of the Spirit of God, can be thankful in every circumstance. So, so here's what my friend said. Whatever is at the end of this road 
I am pretty sure I wanted. And that was deeply convicting to me because even in this crazy situation she's in, she realized that God is with her in the in, in this circumstance and that his purpose will bring about good in this. What would it look like in your life if you truly were grateful in every circumstance that regardless of what is swirling around you, you had a overwhelming trust and gratefulness for what God is doing in and through you in this circumstance. When you look at Romans 8, 28, we, we, a lot of us, we know the verse so well that we quote it, but we forget what it actually means. Paul says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Paul says, without a doubt, every single thing in your life, regardless of whether you think it's good, bad, or ugly. And again, it's not that God has caused everything, right? Because God does not cause sin. So when someone else's sin throws manure in your life, it's not that God caused that. It's not that he is rejoicing over abuse or hurt or pain or murder or or those kind of things. Those things actually grieve our God, and yet God will use those things. So even the things that the enemy has meant for evil, God will flip, right? God can take a cross and yet use it to redeem the world. God can use the fact that Joseph's brother sold him into slavery to Egypt and yet use that to rescue the nation of Israel, God is so good at using everything, even that which the enemy has used or or, or is trying to use to steal, to kill and destroy. God says, oh, I can use that. And he's going to use all things for his purpose and his plan. But then listen to what Paul says in verse 29. He says that God is leveraging all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose so that they might be conformed to the image of his son. That God's purpose in leveraging all things in your life is so that you would actually begin to look like Jesus. That that you would begin to have the reality of holiness and godliness and Christ-likeness being formed in your life. And I don't know about you, but more often than not, it is the struggles, it's the hardships, it's the difficulties of life that they're the most transformative things in my life to remove the flesh, to remove the sin, to remove the selfishness, to remove those things and make me more like Christ. So if I recognize that God is going to leverage all things in my life, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the difficulty, regardless of the pressure, the health, the finances, the family, or the whatever, then do you realize that it is possible then to give thanks in every circumstance? Because though I may be walking through a difficult season of life, I know that God can radically flip it and use it for my good. When you you look at that idea of Eucharistio, that idea of giving thanks, it's amazing. It shows up just under 40 times in the New Testament, but it's used in a whole variety of circumstances. For, For example, Jesus uses it in Matthew 15 when he gives thanks, breaks the seven loaves and the fish, and he gives it to the crowds. Uh, He uses it in Matthew 26, where he gives thanks. This is the the upper room scene, the Passover scene where where we get communion from. 
But it says that, you know, he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gives it to the disciples saying, drink from it, all of you. But as you begin to walk through the New Testament, there's just some beautiful realities of this idea of giving thanks. For, for example, in Ephesians chapter five, Paul says that our language is to be that of thanksgiving. He mentions at the beginning of chapter five that sexual immorality and impurity and greed should not be even among us, not, not even our language as believers. And then he goes on, not even filthiness or foolish talking or coarse jesting, because these are not fitting for believers. And he's talking about the language of the kingdom of God. In other words, as a believer, we are to be marked by the life of Christ. And he deals with attitudes, he deals with actions, and, and now he's dealing with language. And he says that as a believer, as someone who represents the kingdom of God in this world, that we should not be talking like the world, that there should be no filthiness or foolish talk or coarse jesting. Rather, Paul says, our conversation is to be of giving of thanks, that the reality of the kingdom of God, the language in the kingdom that we are to exhibit here on earth is that of thanksgiving. And then he drops down and, and in the middle of chapter five, he says that we are to be speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs because we are filled with the spirit and that we are singing and making melody with our heart to the Lord. And then he says this in, in chapter five, verse 20 of Ephesians, he says, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Do you realize that we are to always be giving thanks for all things? Why? Because that is the language of a believer representing the kingdom of God. That, that the undertone of our entire life is to be thanksgiving. Or Paul says in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What would it look like in our lives if we had a life of thanksgiving? That, that it wasn't set aside just as a one day a year where we gather together with friends and family and, and we say, okay, here's some things I'm thankful for. What if we would actually live a life of thanksgiving? What if our conversation, what if our language was marked by thanksgiving? What if we recognized that because God is intricately involved in, in, in every detail and circumstance of our life, that we can trust him? that we can put our faith in him and that he is working all things together for our good so that we might be conformed to the image of Christ. If we actually began to see what God was doing in and through our lives, we couldn't help but just have a life of thanksgiving, of gratitude, of just, whoa, wow, God, you are so good. Can I encourage you as we're walking through this Thanksgiving week can we not get wrapped up in consumerism? Can we get not get wrapped up in the typical gluttony of our culture? Can we not get wrapped up in just doing the one day a year thing? What if we as believers begin to practice Thanksgiving? Can I encourage you? What if you would allow the spirit of God to walk through your life and whether it's good or bad or ugly, what if we would remind ourselves that God is worthy to be praised? I've talked about in a, in a previous episode, the idea that in, in Psalm 136, that, that it is a participatory Psalm where a reader would read this statement and the congregation would cry forth the hesed or the loving kindness or the faithfulness or the mercy of God never 
ends. That, that there's this idea that, and again, what's neat about Psalm 136 is that it's working through the history of Israel and it's the good, the bad, and the ugly of their history. And yet at the pause of every line, it's let's remind ourselves that the mercy, the faithfulness, the goodness, the hesed of the Lord, his loving kindness endures forever. What if we would have that on a daily basis? What if we would remind ourselves that in this moment, the loving kindness, the mercy, the faithfulness of our precious Jesus endures forever, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as such, he, he is leveraging all things in my life for his purpose, his plan, and for good so that I might be conformed to the image of Christ. I'm not a big fan of the daily gratitude journal concept. It just seems just cheesy <laughs> for some reason in my head. But one of the things I've been doing this last year is at the end of every week, I've just been saying, okay, what are five things, Lord, I am most grateful for? And it's been such a good discipline in my soul. I, I can see why the daily gratitude journal things actually could be really good. But regardless of whether you want to do this daily or weekly, can I encourage you just to get in the habit of thinking about what's going on in your life, to be celebrating what God is doing, even in the difficulties, to, to find the, those moments of God in the hardships, to remind yourself that God's loving kindness does indeed endure forever, that he has not abandoned you. He's not departed. He is not forsaken. He remains faithful, even if we are faithless. So let's begin to form the habit of, of being grateful and thankful. And maybe that means you need to be journaling. Maybe that means you need just to make a bullet list, whether it's every day or every week of some of the things that you're seeing God do in your life. It's been really rich as a side note in my soul to flip back over some of my, my lists of just the five things that God did this week that I'm just most thankful for. And it just brings back memories. It's like, oh yeah, there was that time. Oh yeah, there was that moment. Oh yeah, there was that one thing that that one person did. Oh yeah, there's that. And it just, it causes a, a, a boon of remembrance and joy and life and love and thanksgiving to well up in my soul whenever I read through the old lists. So, so maybe you need a journal or, or maybe you need to make short lists of, of things that you were thankful for. But, but can I encourage you to go even beyond all of that? And again, not just allow this to become some duty or this thing that you do. What if this would begin to become the lifestyle of your life? That, that we as believers began to have the lifestyle of Thanksgiving, that we were always rejoicing. We were always thankful that, that the language out of our lips was one of Thanksgiving. And so what if I begin to practice all throughout the day? Wow, Jesus, thank you so much. Lord, thank you for the sunrise. That that was so beautiful. Lord, thank you for the fact that I have food to eat today. Lord, thank you that that it's cold outside and I have a house to live in. Lord, thank you for the friends and the family you put around me. Lord, thank you for giving yourself for me. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And what if that would just be the undercurrent of our hearts, of our minds, of our lives, of our language? Because as scripture says, the language of a Christian is to be that of thanksgiving. Well, I hope that's just an encouragement and a reminder, especially this week as we're heading into Thanksgiving. And I just want you to know that as a listener of the Deeper Christian Podcast, I am exceedingly grateful for you. I don't take the fact that you listen for granted. I'm overwhelmed by just 
the encouragement, the love and the support and, and just even seeing the numbers of, of how many people are listening. I, I typically joke that I'm, I'm thrilled that someone plus my mother is listening. <laughs> but the reality is, is I know there's quite a few people who, who are listening to this podcast and, and I don't take that for granted. I think of you, I pray for you. And I, I genuinely thank the Lord God for you and all that he is doing in and through your life. So whether we have met or not, I am trusting that our precious Jesus is doing something phenomenal in your life. That whether you're walking through a good time, a bad time, or an ugly time, that that my prayer for you is that, that God would become so much more real and so much more personal and the reality of Christ, the life of Christ would be yours. So I just want to say as, as we're in this Thanksgiving episode, I am thankful for you. Well, as always, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, you can visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 306 for episode 306. And until next time, know I'm cheering you on. I'm praying for you and I'm very thankful for you as we continue to build our lives around Jesus Christ.